Hey, y'all, if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to part one of my interview with Chris Kane, I'd strongly encourage you to go back and listen to that one before moving on to episode two with Chris. Otherwise, it'll be like eating chips without queso. For those of you who did have a chance to listen to the first episode with Chris, just to refresh your memory, she talked about some amazing things. Listening to Chris is like drinking grace from a fire hose. She talked about the subtlety of the enemy in that we are always on our mind. She talked about the difference between being driven and being drawn to God. She talked practically about how to go from a victim mentality to a redemptive mentality. Listen to episode one, y'all. It gives you some incredible context for episode two. By the way, until I come back, see that, Scott, I'm coming back. Until I come back, here's your job profile. You need to go into all the world and make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So until the church understands that our job is to make Jesus' last command our first priority, we wait, wait, are not going to be... Wait, wait, Say that again. Say that again. That's profound. Jesus, Jesus' last command, our first priority. Well, that's, what's, that's, that's, what, that's what the problem with the world is, that yeah. we, the church, have, have forgotten. And we've made it the great suggestion, rather than understanding <laughs> it's a commission. And that any, if I'm in any armed forces um, and the general gives me a command, I'm doing what he said until he yeah. t- tells me something new to yeah. do. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Welcome to Out of the Ashes with Inquis and Mommy. Thank you, B. That was perfect. Hey, y'all. I'm Lisa Harper, and you're listening to the Life with Lisa Harper podcast. We're calling season one Out of the Ashes because during each episode, we're walking through stories of redemption, essentially stories of people who've walked through tough stuff and found that God is perfectly good even when life is really, really hard. Chris, I want to revisit something you said because I I, I bet you, Nicole, somebody just almost dropped what they were doing to lean in because you said, uh, my abusers meant evil for me. And we don't talk about evil much in the world today. That's kind of an unpopular term, but you said they meant it for my evil. Will you unpack that a little bit more? Yeah, I think, you know, I I mean, I look at it in my life. I look at it at traffickers with uh, the victims of trafficking. I've sat in court cases and, um, 
you know, for people that don't believe evil, you just need to come to work with me for one day right. and, and see what humans have the capacity to do Would to one another. Would you tell about the guy, what he's testified in court? when I, you, Yeah, he said, um, where I come from, the country, the, the judge said to him, you know, why, why are you trafficking right. these women? And he said, well, where I come from, people either tra- traffic uh, people, guns or drugs. And the the fine, the penalty for trafficking humans is so much less mm-hmm. than for trafficking drugs and right. armaments. And um, he said, and besides that, you know, she's like a dog. You could just kick her. She'll do what you want her to do. And I just remember Nick and I like, just could not even believe that was yeah. you know, just like nothing. Like it's yeah. not a person. It's like not, yeah. which to them it's not. It's a commodity. Yeah, we have right. a program at A twenty one called Bodies Are Not Commodities right. because they are just bought and sold yeah. for as a commodity. And um, so there is evil. And well, and we've got a lot of people listening who don't think there's little literal evil and don't think there's a literal hell. And I think uh, that's one of the places too. It's hard to get out of the ashes when you don't recognize it. Well, them. that's the whole bottom line. And so I think we have to understand there is evil. I mean, yeah. you can't tell me what's happening in the world today is that's not right. evil. And I think we all intuitively, we do know it. And most right. people um, know that there's, there's a line because evil always tends to be the one step that I wouldn't cross over that right. line. So it's always like, you know, right. everything I am is okay until right. the, the line I wouldn't cross, that suddenly becomes right. evil. God just has a different standard for right. what that is. That's the, the right. whole thing. He's the, the one that really uh, sets that in line. But I think a lot of us can't get past often where we think someone meant something, someone meant something, and, and mm-hmm. whether that evil, I mean, when we're talking, extra, you know, we're talking sexual abuse in my case, we're talking traffic victims, but I'm talking about people who even have come under verbal abuse or been bullied at school or just right. been, you know, where someone meant some of the stuff we both experienced online. Yes, where people just, just come out, you go, oh, yeah. they're just like meaning mm-hmm. to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to defame you, to demoralize you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I wanted, the point I wanted to make from that scripture in Genesis fifty twenty is that Joseph knew that they meant it. That doesn't mm-hmm. excuse it. Right. But it says, I need you to know that there's a sovereign God that loves me, that's right. got a greater plan. Right. And if you can not let what they say about you or do to you be greater than what Jesus did for you, mm-hmm. you will work through it. And right. so you've got to proactively do it. I do, you do. Right. It's not like water off a duck's back, I don't care. But the point is that um, God will redeem it if yeah. you continue to walk through it with God. Right. And I think a lot of us, sometimes we can handle it more if we think it was just an accident or we make up, right. we right. even make up lies in our head to get that didn't really mean it. Right. When... What I'm trying to say to you is maybe they did and it's still going to be okay. Right. Maybe they did mean it. That's right. not good. That doesn't lessen you because That's they right. meant it. That doesn't devalue you. And I think I, I've carried the shame of that for, you know, my oh, past. Where, I thought I deserved it. Yeah, exactly. Be, and be, it's because they meant it in some way, shape, or mm-hmm. form. And then I tried to cover them. I can't even tell you how many of the abusers then are. I know they really didn't mean it. It wasn't really right. that bad. And, it was, and right. it's just like it just makes things worse. Right. When you go, hang on a minute, you can even have meant it. And it still ultimately doesn't have the power to take me out. Right. That's the deal. Right. I love that you have, there's always this actionable element of who you are. It, I, I have thought of you oftentimes when I, I reread about once a year, um, Ellie Weasel's mm. book, Night, oh, yeah. where he says, um, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Yes. And I think your life is the antithesis of indifference. And and a lot of us would have gotten stuck 
There's always this forward redemptive motion in you, not just the way you live, not just the way you live with your family or your little corner. You go, I am going to, in effect, yeah. make you pay. Devil. Totally. Well, that's what I think. And I think that's where um, scripture actually promises that. And so you, you can. It's like I want to put my feet on the ground every day. And he's like, heck, she's up. She's up again. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. I should have left her alone. Yeah. I should have left her alone. Yeah. That's, that's like, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it's not because I'm great. Uh, it's because Jesus is great. Yeah. Because Jesus has the victory and me yeah. in him. Yeah. Oh, there's, I can scale a wall. I can take on that's a troop. Right. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Right. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think it's just like, come on, get some gumption. You go right. like, we're not just a weak-willed little mm -mm. woman. I've got mm -mm. Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's Zach, right. are you kidding me? Same <laughs> spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead yeah. lives on the inside of yeah. me. I'm like, no, not today, devil. No. Right. Right. So he didn't just bring us out of the ashes for our own little self-esteem. Mm -mm. It's so that the world will see Jesus. Absolutely. That's how he is glorified. Yeah. You know, let your light so shine before men. Why? That they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And so if you're so busy murmuring, grumbling and complaining, you're going to die in the wilderness. I want to do some good works yeah. so they might glorify my Father yeah. in heaven. Yeah. A message you bring that is so from my vantage point, really unique, especially in American Christianity, which is where I've spent the majority of my life, pain has been a hurdle as opposed to a path. Right. And you say, okay, God in his sovereignty didn't cause this. He didn't cause no. the yeah. horrific abuse, really systemic abuse yes. in your life. He didn't cause that. But out of that, there's going to be this progressive redemption. Most people go, I'm stuck here because woe is me. This wasn't fair. There are these hurdles based around me. People have, And so it becomes a distraction from actually God can and will use that for good. If totally. you go, pain can be productive. We're not sadist here. We're not masochists. But to say in the sovereignty of God, if he's allowed it, then part of the pain I think in your life is what has fueled your passion. Because you know what it means to be absolutely missed. And it's like, no, he saw me. Yes. He saw me. He rescued me. And so nobody needs to be missed or marginalized like I am, so that, like I was. So the, the pain that you experienced, to me, fuels so much of what you're doing that's redemptive. Well, definitely. And it's always out of the broken pieces. I always think when... You know, Jesus was feeding the 5,000 while he kept breaking. Yeah. The, it kept yeah. multiplying. So I think yeah. a lot of that is we think the breaking disqualifies us, but I have found in my own experience right. it is what has qualified me. And it's yeah. never my strengths necessarily. I don't think that feed the masses, um, but it's it's my broken That's places. Right. That's where it's it comes a, yeah. down to. So there's not yeah. a glorying in that because here's the deal. I was abused for 12 years. Nothing will ever change that. Right. Yeah, the blood of Jesus does not give us amnesia. Right. And so it's not like it didn't happen. But I'm 52 years old, which means I actually have not been being abused for right. 40 years. Right. So the devil stole enough. Why would I give him right. any more? Right. Why would I spend my entire time on right. planet Earth talking about a 12-year season or living as a, you know, kind of imprisoned to the, that 12-year right. that period right. Right. Um, when what Jesus has done is given me a life beyond my past. That's now, right. if I don't believe that and I don't live that, I have no business rescuing anybody no. from anything because no. I can't look at a little Thai girl that I've got in my care now, six years old, that at three years old was forced to dance 18 hours a day and drugged, you know, to... to 
to support her family. To support her family. Um, How could I look her in the eye Mm -hmm. with any kind of uh, integrity Mm -hmm. and say, I really believe Jesus Christ can heal you. Right. that that in and through a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can have a future, you can have a hope, yeah. you can have a purpose. I think if we don't really believe that, um, and I wonder if we do, I think the only reason we wouldn't walk in victory this side of it is that we don't actually believe it. And if you can't believe it for you, you'll never believe it for no. anybody else. Okay, when you were, you got saved when you were 18, 19? Yeah, 21, let's say. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, but you, you, you were already passionate. You already had this strength of personality. You already go in places. You just, it was not at all what God had called you to. What was it when you heard the gospel? Because you were raised in a relatively, well, at least you're an you, Orthodox you, home, Greek yeah. Orthodox home. I was going to say religious, even though I know your, yeah. your parents weren't. Um, but we went to church. I went to church yeah. every Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So you you knew who God was at least in theory. Yes. Um, what was it? about the gospel when you heard it as a young woman who had to have a million walls to stay protected from um, really from people who loved you but who had abused you. Mm -hmm. For you to actually respond to the gospel, we all know that's miraculous. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. But do you remember what was said? Like what was it the sentence Brian used? What was it that made you go, oh, it's true and he sees me. This is not this is not a religious system. This is freedom for me. This I is think it was me. a journey because, you know, um, a few times I'd heard the gospel when I would go from, because in Australia you could only go to Protestant religious education or Catholic. Okay. And because I was Orthodox, I had to go to the Catholic. So okay. it wasn't until I used to sneak out of the religious education classes into the Protestant class at the back to school? like listen, yes, mm-hmm. so that I could kind of hear it because it interested me. And so there were glimpses there of um, a loving God. And I would say it's at 21 years old, the... I saw it. I saw the love of God and that someone like me could be forgiven because I thought, you know, at least I had so many patterns of destructive behavior. I was in so many and in particular two really wrong relationships. And so I thought I had committed the unforgivable sin. Very Greek Orthodox kind of theology there is like, you know. And so I thought I was going to hell. And then I remember how I first started to come back was, well, even if I'm going to go to hell, I want to spend my life helping nobody else have to go to hell. Like right. that, that's okay. As right. warped as that right. is, I'm that's lay like, across that's the grease it. tube that leads there. That's so nobody right. else so nobody on the else has to go yeah. in there because yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, it's too late for me. Yeah. But it's bound to. You yeah. Know, I can help everybody else. So there was that sort of evangelist calling me somewhere. Yeah. I needed a little bit of theological tweaking <laughs> even before you were like, saved. Even before I was yeah. saved, I was still like, I'm going to hell. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to. I'd be like traveling around the world on, yeah. you know, a trip, and and I'd be telling everyone, you know, because I, I think there was this knowledge you wanted to believe I it. wanted it so much yeah. but I just I thought I disqualified myself yeah. I thought I was just too yeah. sinful and all the shame from what had happened to yeah. me you know that I thought was all my fault um but it was in a moment which is the moment of salvation as well forever mm. we'll call people to come to faith in Christ mm-hmm. where it, it just you know the the stereotype it drops from your head to the heart for mm-hmm. for a second I had a glimpse god allowed me to feel that he loved me yeah and um as i mean i know everyone's ridiculing nowadays 
the simplicity of, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible tells mm. me. So I didn't know anything else because I mm. was orthodox, so I didn't know anything really. Pro- yeah. But that song, I'd heard someone yeah. sing it. And I, as dumb as it sounds, I was like bawling my eyes out yeah. singing, Jesus loves me, this yeah. I know. Yeah. The, I, I know it's but that I would say was my biggest turnaround moment. When he takes that veil, oh. it, it's simple, but the profundity of him seeing us on our worst day mm. and saying, You're worth it to yeah. me, that will, to me, that will soften the hardest heart. Totally. I mean, it's unbelievable. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Um... If you could say anything to a woman or or a man or child who's listening, um, maybe they're like you, you know, listening to this podcast while they're running their guts out on an elliptical, um, and and they feel stuck, and they feel like, okay, goodness, I identify with her because she she doesn't come from this perfect life. She hasn't been coddled. I mean, she definitely has some ashes in her background, but they feel stuck. And they go, Chris, I just don't have your personality type. I, you know, I don't have that much energy. I, I don't have that much faith. How would you encourage them to get out of the ashes? Yeah, I think you've got to want to is the start. Um, and st- when I say stop having excuses, you know, freedom is not a personality type. It's not an Enneagram number. It's not where you fit on the DISC profile. It's not even a love language. Um, freedom is a blood type. It's the blood of Jesus Christ yeah. of Nazareth that yeah. sets us free. And I think we need to get there because I think we put way too much emphasis on ourselves. Like, what yeah, is it do. your personality or your Enneagram yeah. number that's going to yeah. get you saved or free? Are you serious? I think Jesus yeah. did all of that. That's right. So it's not a matter of like, do I need more? If God has given us all a measure of faith. That's, you know, yeah. in the Bible. Uh, the deal is that you've got to want it. And, you know, Scripture says according to your earnest expectation. I think it starts with wanting it. You know, the man that said, I believe, help my unbelief. Right. And I think it's almost right. like if you could start there, that goes, okay, like, okay, I'm listening to this podcast. Right. Um I, I sort of do believe, but I help my unbelief because right. I really don't believe it for me. I know dying. you do. That's it. And he's going, I cannot do this. That's and it. I think a lot of people are going, okay, you, I believe all this uh, as far as kind of the, the theology of yeah. it, but emotionally, I'm uh, not so sure I can put one more foot in front of the I other. And I think you have to just own it, that place, because that's where I started. It's like, okay, yeah. well, and so you're listening going, well, you did it for Chris Kane. Okay, well, I believe it for her, but not for me. Right. And I think most people, right. that's where it gets to is um, I believe it. I remember sitting in the back of church and I'd be hearing uh, sermons, you know, that God, and I, 
I would for a while I would think yeah but you don't know my story sure but you don't know how I was abused and you don't know what I did of my own volition you know let alone and I'm sure people listening to this going yeah that's okay Chris but you don't know mine you don't know mine and until you get to that place where it goes well God I really don't believe it but if you could do it for her and you want right. to do it for me. Um, right. To me, that's a starting point. Right. I'm just like, you got to start somewhere. And the starting somewhere starts with the, I kind of sort of maybe do want it, but I really don't think mm-hmm. that it can. But okay, mm-hmm. let's go. And mm-hmm. the good thing is in 2018, compared to when I started in 1990, the resources that are available now, when yeah, you've incredible. got it broken, there are incredible, incredible. resources. There are incredible. There was not a podcast I could have listened mm-hmm. to. I mean, there was mm-hmm. not, a, it didn't exist. The internet didn't exist right. when I got saved. Yes back then and um so there wasn't books uh, there, there was one book on abuse dan allender had written the wounded it was wounded, amazing wounded heart, wounded heart. yeah because um, now i wrote the wounded healer and yeah, they're both amazing and it was like early 90s but before that there yeah. was like nothing no. like nothing yeah. and so um i think the fact well, people now, just wanted you to speak from when you could wrap a bow around yes. it and you had an acrostic and you didn't deal with pain at all anymore instead of you know what i still deal with pain Totally. But I lean into Jesus and it's become productive rather than something it is. that's paralyzed. And you kind of know me. it's helping your sanctification. Yeah. I don't run from pain like I used to. I yeah. don't um, – I embrace it. I don't like it. Nobody likes well, it. Well, of course I, you know, not. But, but I – there is no doubt that every time God – and, I mean, I've just come out of a, a deeply painful two-year yeah. period. It's a whole different way. But right. a lot of loss, starting with my mother's death, my sister-in-law. My right. husband's now in Australia, you know, his sister's dying and yeah. – a, a, friend's betrayal a really painful accusation that just right. you know was so off center um and so you go it was like it's been a two-year like just right. I, mean, I said to the lord just you know a week ago, i go really i mean how much more do you think i can t-? you know just when right. you think the doctor you know has to re-break your leg to set yeah. it right i'm like yeah. oh we've done like a couple time. of years of yeah. setting up breaking here like are we yeah. d- about done yeah. you know but even having said that i actually uh am anticipating and eager to see what's going to come on the other side oh, yeah. because God does such a great work right. in his healing process. You get so much more than you bargained for. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I spent a year studying Job and I called you about this enough, but there's that part of Job. I'm not saying all pain is divinely caused of by any stretch. However, there's a place in Job where you recognize Pain in the hands of God is a promotion. Right. He says, I believe you can carry this in a way that will bring me glory. I think especially in the last two years, what I've watched you deal with and not be broken, but also go, okay, Lord, this is not pleasant. This is painful. However, I'm going to trust whatever you're doing is going to be for my good and your glory. I've seen this... um, I've just seen a greatness in you that's come from hard places, not from all the all the accolades, not from oh my goodness, you're the best, you know, preacher, speaker, communicator I've ever heard, not from the global success. It's really been from from pain. That's where I've seen just this kiln of greatness for you. Now, before I totally praise you, I want to go to a place that I think is deep weeds, but I love this about you because you said today. I still believe in evangelism. Yeah. And a, to be an evangelist is nowadays a, almost a shameful place. It seems like even in evangelical communities, yeah. we want to go, oh, no, 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 no. 
don't talk about the exclusivity of Jesus. Let's just talk about the accessibility of Jesus. But we don't want to say he is the only way. That's one of the things as your friend, sometimes I get so tickled watching you because I'm like, she's just going to go for it. She is not dancing for the approval of other people. It is like, here's the Bible. I believe it. I believe it's still authoritative. Yeah. Uh, people would have seen you as I think in the past almost as being, oh, she's wild. She'll talk about everything. She's not going to hold anything back. She's going to be completely honest. And now some people are branding you as being hyper-conservative because you still believe people get saved. Oh, totally. What hope is there without it? There is I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. And so... And you'll die on that hill, I'll won't die. you? There's no... I'll die on it. Are you kidding yeah. me? Jesus didn't say, I am our way. He said, I'm the way, yeah. the truth, the life. Yeah. No one. And, you know, I'm not a scholar like you, Lisa, but I, by my understanding of Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic, no one means no one <laughs> comes to the Father but by me. And right. so it's not rocket science. How gracious of God to tell us how yeah. to access him and to send us his son, Jesus. So to me, um, Jesus is highly inclusive. Scripture says whosoever will. That's right. Whosoever will. But I think we've confused it because we've turned it into whosoever will everyone is Okay, whosoever will is not who everyone is saved. Um, Whosoever will, so anybody can come, but there is only one way to God. So whosoever will can come to Jesus, and Jesus is the way. So highly inclusive and extremely exclusive. There is an exclusivity to the gospel. Right. And scripture says. And the element of of repentance. Of course it is. And we've left out, now go and sin no more. It's just come, but don't change anything about your life. Well, I think you're changing the character and nature of God because Scripture says it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Right. So if we keep telling everyone there's nothing to repent from, we're right. trying to say God's not kind. Right. Because, you know, I'm like, right. I'm like I can't quite work that out right. because I'm like, okay, repentance was so freeing for me, Lisa. Well, see, I was That's just going to say, repentance please tie is what has, repentance with restoration. Well, it's so everything. Talked about you, the restoration there is no restoration without right. repentance. How yeah. can there be? And right. so it was liberating. And it still is. To, like yeah. Anytime I repent now, it's like there's a freedom right. that comes with that. And you cannot experience healing without right. repentance. Right. And so I think if we try to take repentance out of the equation, I'm like, y'all, this this is messed up. This is yeah. messed up on a thousand levels. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine and she's like, well, you know, don't you wish you could just – just say everything's okay and don't you wish you could just, you know, people that maybe uh, universalists, all roads lead right, to Rome right, and right. Jesus died for everyone once, right. say, you know, right. and um, don't you just wish you could go there with them and that everyone can choose to do what they want. You could marry who you want. You can, you know, express yourself how you want. You can, and, and I, I said to my friend, I go, no, because then you're actually saying there's something wrong with God. That's right. Because God actually set up this system, which means he knows what is best. Right. So, how can I say that I'm more compassionate than God, yeah. that I love people better than God does, that I have the capacity to love more people than God does? Yeah. So if if God has set up a system yeah. of uh, atonement, salvation, repentance, and then on top of that, Jesus died on the cross, rose again from the dead, so already separated earthly lifetime, 33 years from the Father. Yeah. You'd think straight from the resurrection, he's going straight home to dad. Right. He thinks it's important enough to go, coming dad, just got to detour back on planet earth. Give me 50 days. Right. Just got to go back because I need to give them their job profile. That's right. Because I'm their commander in chief and I need to tell them, by the way, until I come back, see that Scott, I'm coming back. Until I come back, 
here's your job profile. You need to go into all the world and make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So until the church understands that our job is to make Jesus's last command our first priority, we wait, are wait, not going to be... Say that again. Say that again. That's profound. Jesus, Jesus' last command, our first priority. Well, that's, what's, that's, that's, what, that's what the problem with the world is, that yeah. we, the church, have, have forgotten. And we've made it the great suggestion rather than understanding <laughs> it's a commission and that any, if I'm in any armed forces um, and the general gives me a command, I'm doing what he said until he yeah. t- tells me something new to yeah. do. Yeah. Last I checked, I haven't been given any new instructions. So he bypassed. He, he didn't go straight home, came here, said, I need you all to know this. This is, this is what it is. So this is my last commandment to you. This must be your, this is the only priority between my two advents. Right. I've already risen. I'm coming back. Right. Your job on planet earth as the church of, as my church, as my body, this is what I need you to be doing. And can you help me to understand, Lisa, how we've lost sight of that priority? Because I don't know. Uh, I, I think we've got a whole lot of people who don't believe the Bible who call themselves Christians. Well, I think that's what it comes down to. Well, and there's there's some there's an element of faith where we so want to be able to see it, prove it, and I'm like, it wouldn't be called faith otherwise. There's an unseenness to the sovereignty of God. We just have to lean into it and go, He's bigger than me. When you were saying that, I thought one of the things I love the most about you is your absolute trust in our Creator Redeemer. But Chris, if anybody had an emotional excuse to go, I'm not so sure he's safe. Because if he is a safe God who is worthy of my absolute trust, then why did this happen to me at the beginning of my story? How how did you not become mistrustful of a God who many would say allowed abuse or didn't stop abuse from happening to you because yeah. I think that's where some people never get out of the ashes it's that age-old question of why me and suffering and, you, and yeah you don't keep going around that no mountain. I can't I wouldn't be rescuing anyone if I kept staying right. in that pit but but here's the deal I think we confuse understanding with trust yeah so I don't have to understand to trust yeah so understanding is a head issue trust is a heart issue and mm, so that's so good you know if scripture says that um God is light, and in Him there is no darkness. Now, Lisa, I trust, even though I don't understand. Right. I trust that God has no dark side. Now, my abusers had a dark side. Yeah. The traffickers I put in jail have a dark yeah. side. I have a dark side. You know. Yeah, I mean, me I, too. But God, there, He doesn't have a dark side, so I don't understand it. But that's my head. But you know, and I think really that's a message of Habakkuk, isn't it? Yeah. That the fig tree doesn't that's prosper. Right. That there's no fruit on the vine. Look, I, I don't get it. I don't understand, but I trust, yet I will still praise the Lord. And I guess, you, you know, in today's day and age of scientific rationalism and postmodernity and secularism and humanism, it sounds dumb. And I guess to be a Christian in the 21st century, you're going to have to actually be okay with people thinking you're dumb mm-hmm. and you're simplistic and you're naive mm-hmm. and, you know, um, in a day of scientific rationalism, you're just like, you're just an idiot for to believe mm-hmm. that and I guess maybe I am and I don't know if I'm a you know whatever I am it's like the and and I think no matter how loving and inclusive and gracious and kind I am 
at the end of the day, the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. Yeah. And Christians have to accept that. That they're, not everyone's going to love it, no matter what. You can include, every, you can change your theology and you can make the Bible say whatever you want it to say. You can include whoever you want to include. But at the end of the day, you can have one hill that you're going to have to stand on, which is, uh, did Jesus Christ die on the yeah. cross for the sins of humanity? Right. Is he coming back again? Is there no other way to God but through Jesus Christ? And that means all other religions are not right. And that means there's no other way. So to be prepared, and you can include and love and endorse whatever you want to do in the process. Um, You're still going to be, you know, criticized massively. That's where you're going to land because the cross is foolishness. The fact that I have to admit, because what it really comes down to is I have to basically admit I'm a sinner. Right. And I need someone. I needed someone to atone for my sin. You can save and yourself. And that's I. There yep. is nothing I can do yeah. to save myself. There yeah. is nothing I can do. Yeah. People think you're dumb. So <laughs> that's what it comes you, down you to. You're comfortable <laughs> in feeling dumb. And where I think I feel, um, gosh, I have so much gratitude. Is I can still smell smoke. We talk about out of the ashes. I remember what he saved me from. Totally. And so you can accuse me of being dumb. I, I would rather be done with peace oh, yeah. and not be able to rationally explain everything about a perfect, unknowable God with my dinky human mind and vocabulary and go, he is who he says he is and I'm not him. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about your testimony is I look at you and I think so many people would have written you off or, or just missed you completely. And you look at how he's taken you from marginalized obscurity on the backside of Australia to preaching around the globe, seeing hundreds of thousands of people come to know Jesus intimately because of your story. And I go, it just reminds me of David and Goliath at some level because some, I think we have we have missed that story. We make it all about David, but the people watching didn't make it all about David. They went, whose God that's, that's is yeah. his God? To use the squirt with a slingshot to fell this giant. And I always praise God when I look at your life. You're amazing. You're gifted. You know, I think you hung the moon. You better than sliced bread. But I don't stop at you. No. I go, only God could take this and make it well, this totally. and bring himself glory. Totally. It's amazing. And the same God that did it for me can do it for anyone. That's really yeah. my message is he, yeah. yes, he can. I love your <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Come on. I want to say I love you, big fat ass. I like the beauty. Thank you so much for joining us on the Life with Lisa Harper podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, and I sure hope you did, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed and gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. The introduction music was provided by my almost little brother, Tim Halperin, who also co-produces this podcast with me. Life with Lisa Harper will be releasing episodes on the second and fourth Thursdays of every month. We sure hope you'll keep listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.